0: The Packers have played their four quarters. Now it's time for the fifth quarter. Live from the Stadium View Bar and Grill on Holmgren Way. Here are Mark Daniels and Matt Z.
1: Hello, everybody. Welcome back for another edition of the Fifth Quarter. And times are tough in Titletown. A nasty night with the Detroit Lions beating the Packers 30 to 17 at Lambeau last night. They're still winless without Rodgers. Halfway through at four and four and uh, we are getting a phone call as we speak. Do I take it? It's a two
2: one five area code. It's it's Philadelphia area code. It's not your wife. No. Hello. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah, Jerry. Oh, it's the guest for tonight. Jari Evans. What's
1: on the you, other end? You are too you're too nice. We just went on the air. In fact, I'm I'm talking to you while we're on the air, Jerry. So you know you know how to get here. We'll see you when you get here. <laughs> yeah, yeah, thanks for calling. We'll talk to you in a minute. <laughs> All right, that's cool. Yeah.
2: So well, he's in. He's
1: in, yeah. He's, he's on his way. You know he's a veteran when he's that conscientious and he gives me a call and says, I'm on my way. I'll be there in a couple of minutes. That's awesome. You're going to love the guy. I mean, and he'll put a little nice spin on on the troubled times with the Packers. There's an old adage in football that great players make everyone else around them better. Yes, of course. And I think that is obviously proving true because Aaron Rodgers is undeniably a great player. But let's twist that adage, if you will. Not having a great player has made everyone worse. What in the heck is going on with this Packer team? The offensive problems I can understand. Yes. Uh, even the last time the Packers missed the playoffs was 2008. That was Rogers' first year as a starter, and they went six and ten. And two of their six wins were against the 0 16 Detroit Lions. Uh, Rogers still produced some pretty decent numbers, but had his struggles. Uh, he had two thousand yard receivers, he had a thousand yard rusher, and the Packers still couldn't win ball games. It takes a while for. A quarterback to understand how quickly his brain must function when he gets the ball in his hands. Brett Hundley is not there yet. No. Progress is being made. The percentages went up. Granted it was still a rather safe passing game outside of a couple of shots. The Packers on the opening series got him involved with his legs just to kind of get the adrenaline going and get him involved and that sort of thing. This is going to be a process and it's going to be a painful process. But, folks, it's sink or sink with Brett Hundley. For all the hue and cry about NFL Network going crazy today about getting Colin Kaepernick in, forget about it, okay? For Colin Cowherd to say maybe Aaron Rodgers should think about going somewhere else to finish his career, forget about (laughs) it. What's with these people? It's Hundley's team for the final eight, and if Rodgers' collarbone heals, maybe the final six. All right? We'll see what happens from there. But that doesn't explain the defense. No. It just doesn't explain to me how, with two weeks to prepare, they look so unprepared to face a team they see twice a year, every year. And for the first time since 1971, the Detroit Lions didn't even need to bring a punter to the ballgame. Can you believe that? It is is a rarity, right? Since 1971, the Lions did not punt in a game. Thank God Sam Martin kicked off, otherwise he would have just been sitting there with Don Barkley as a guy that was dressed that didn't play.
2: It would have been really interesting to see how that game plays out if after that eight minute drive to start the game, you get points, and after what should have been a three and out when the Lions get the ball back, you don't have that boneheaded headbutt penalty. Yeah, Would have been interesting to see if you can at least get that field goal, and suddenly within a minute and a half, that offense gets the ball again, eats up potentially the entire first quarter Uh, who knows I mean you get more into your offensive game plan but you commit the penalty Lions go down get the touchdown and you're seeing this is not going to be an offense that if you're down 710 points You can just start winging it around. Unless, unless
1: they just go completely no huddle because they were able to function. But granted, with the Lions, were in obviously prevent situations. They just let everything go up underneath and they moved the ball and got some points. Thankfully, with no time on the clock to end each half. In fact, the game should have ended at thirty to ten, thanks to a penalty in the end zone to give Jamal Williams his first career NFL touchdown. Another
2: thing that Aaron Rodgers does really well is throw his receivers open.
1: Hunley's not there yet. No, and that's he, it. Mean, he's just not there yet. Because there was a there was a tweet in the first quarter on that opening drive where yep. Hundley got the snap in the in the shotgun, and it just is a still photo, but he has got people coming at him. Jordy's running clean down the seam. Yes. The safety in the middle of the field, and the only one of the very few one high safety looks that the Lions gave the Packers had his back turned and he was looking to the receiver on the opposite sideline. So Aaron throws that ball before Jordy's five steps off the line of scrimmage because he knows that's where it's going. Because Rodgers, his Pentium processor, if you will, <laughs> understands that. He knows where every route is going, yeah. and he understands what route is going to be available based on the coverage he sees even before he gets the snap. It's the two-high here. They're going to roll this way. This guy's coming up to press. I know the first mm-hmm. option isn't there. The second maybe. The third could be, and he can get rid of it even as – Chaos is surrounding him in the blink of an eye. Hundley is getting the snap right now and is, okay, I catch the snap. Uh, uh Uh-oh, there's some pressure coming from my right. Uh, He's looking at the rush without looking at the coverage and or the receivers in route. And by the time he gets off of that and into where the ball should go, it's too late.
2: Right, and what we're going to find out. And the ball's off target. Yes. Just enough.
1: Yes. They're getting closer. A couple of long balls. Jordy on the mauling to Darius
2: Slay. Should have had Adams Funny story
1: about that. Talking to Jordy after that play, that no pass interference sure. was called, and the crowd was going absolutely berserk. Uh, he didn't. The referee didn't say anything to him, to Jordy about the play, but he did say something to uh, Luke Getzey, the receiver coach on the sideline, said if there was a penalty to be thrown, it would have been against Jordy for initiating the contact.
2: Initiating, yeah. And that, that's a frustration I have week after week, is the refs don't call pass interference. Well, these guys didn't call anything. Whether it's offensive yeah, or defenses, it's just not only... consistent from game it's to tough. game. It's tough. It just isn't. I but know. the NFL also can't decide who deserves a one-game suspension for fighting and who doesn't. Yeah,
1: we'll get to that as well. Uh, <laughs> and the
2: Devontae Adams downfield
1: throw. Yeah, Should have had that. Probably should have went for two hands. Probably should have laid out. They're going to yeah. have to take that little extra step to get – Hunley some confidence on the deep shots because if they cannot strike deep, they're going to be hard-pressed to score enough points to win. And if the defense cannot get a quarterback off the spot, much less sack him, they're dead because no matter what you think of Devon House, Kevin King, Demarius Randall, and the rest of that bunch in the secondary, no one, Richard Sherman, Charles Woodson, Lester Hayes included, cannot cover for five seconds. So, They've got some problems. They've got to get sorted out, and time is now getting tight. Two games
2: back, well, the Vikes in the division,
1: halfway home.
2: You have to find a way as a defense to get off the field on third down. Detroit had 62% <laughs> on third downs. They were just never getting off the field, and the Packers were 22% as an offense on third down yeah. conversions, that's a big number. No it's, question, it's huge. Yeah. That is a monster. Led to thirty
1: six fifty five to twenty three oh five in time of possession. Huge disparity yeah. there for sure. And
2: if you don't have an Aaron Rodgers type player to make up for that, well, you're just not going to win games.
1: For a generation, folks, the Packers have lived with a tilted field before the national yes. anthem because they've had Brett Favre, Aaron Rodgers, and every sunday, monday, thursday or saturday, no matter who they played except in rare instances, a Brady come into town or a Steve Young back in the day, would that t- field be even even. But the quarterback difference and the ability of that best the most important position on the field and in football heavily heavily favor the packers every week. Now we see what happens with a young Brett Huntley through two starts in, <laughs> you know, What? 11 quarters into his career, going up against Drew Brees, a Hall of Famer, Matthew Stafford, a prolific passer. The field has suddenly tilted the other way, and it's jolting everybody into a sense of, my God, we got to fire the whole kit and caboodle up there and start over. I don't think we got to go quite that far yet,
2: but. We've always known how good Aaron Rodgers was. He's always had leverage when it comes to contract negotiations, but now. Yeah. (laughs) Now, really, really, really high leverage when it comes to. I want some more money. You're going to pay a guy
1: 30 million dollars a year? Yeah. For his final 4 years or what so. What is
2: Stafford getting?
1: 22, 23, something in that neighborhood? Uh,
2: it's around 25, I oh, thought. Oh, maybe, whatever.
1: Yeah. Highest paid in the league. I but would imagine Rodgers gets league. 30, All yeah, right, at so, least. Got some issues to talk about. And as you heard with my cell call on the air, Jerry Evans, our guest, the former New Orleans Saint, what a terrific veteran player, on his way down here to talk about things with the Packers. As Bear Week arrives in short order, ladies and gentlemen, I didn't even introduce him. See, he is here. We're uh, all here. here. S- yeah, we're all here. You are all here. It's a free-flowing yeah, show. Well, let's go to the locker rooms and uh, hear what... Uh, I, wait.
2: I, you didn't introduce me because I was hanging out in the turkey hole. Right, oh, John Gruden? Uh, oh gosh.
1: What was that all about? I didn't I don't know. Nobody hear the knows
2: nobody knows right now what the hell the turkey hole is. But we missed the first fumble by Abdullah that Randall recovered. It went to a commercial set. It went to a commercial break. I
1: noticed a huge delay. I'm in the press box, you know, and I'm not it really went, watching the TV, so I knew they I thought they were reviewing it. And they went into commercial, so everyone's standing around through the entire commercial break, and
2: they never really did review it. We missed the fumble, the recovery. We missed that there was going to be a review on the field. Goes to commercial break, we come back, oh, the Packers have the ball. It was all because John Gruden wanted to explain what the turkey hole was. It was this big pre-produced package that ESPN had, a total waste of time, and we missed live action Uh. on the field. useless (laughs)
1: the four letter all right whatever okay so we'll figure out what the turkey hole is before we're done tonight no you won't i guess nobody knows all right (laughs) let's go to the locker rooms a very disappointing loss it was the lions win in uh lambo for only the second time in 25 years ladies and gentlemen head coach mike mccarthy offering his reaction to a third straight loss second straight at home
3: thought the offense came out ready to play you know had the long drive you know didn't convert down there in the third down in the red area um didn't have the field goal attempt completed,
4: and defense comes out, and you know we stop them on third and fourteen. And we have a bonehead penalty. So, you know, as far as preparation going into the game, uh, I thought the players did a, did a heck of a job this week. I thought they were ready to play, but you know, they 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 played extremely well. We need to play better. So, react. Uh, there's your reaction.
1: All right, that'll suffice on the winning side. Detroit head coach Jim Caldwell. He got a three-game slide off his back.
4: This was an important game for us, and. Uh... It was extremely important. Uh, It was very important because it's the next game, and it was a division game. Uh, So, uh, you know, it it was big for us, so it was good to get one at this time.
1: They've won two road games in the NFC North. Beat the Vikes 14-7 right right before the three-game losing streak. Talked about the start of that game. We talked about it briefly as well. Positive opening drive that ended very negatively. Stalled when Derek Hart's first NFL (laughs) long snap almost rolled to Justin Vogel. This is a kid who was working at a potato farm last right. week, ladies and gentlemen, making French fries, and it looked like he was burrowing another row of potatoes <laughs> on the DD Dee, Dee Grassmaster surface with <laughs> Unfortunately, that Unfortunately, football's uh, bigger uh, than uh, potatoes. Yeah, here. yeah, a little harder to handle, but it rolled to Justin Vogel. That threw Mason Crosby off and up for a 38-yard try that got deflected by Detroit's Sean Robinson.
3: In that moment, it felt like uh, like I had to hesitate. and um, you know. I don't, I'm not sure if Justin got, was able to get the ball all the way back to the spot. He, you know, he did as good of a job as he could of, uh, you know, getting it down. And, but we adjusted. We had some tough situations like the run-on uh, you know, field goal there at, at halftime, and we needed to execute that. And uh, just kind of the whole field, you just got to eliminate those ones. And we got to stop, stop making those little mistakes.
1: Yeah, little mistakes are big mistakes when your team is hampered as it is with personnel well the boneheaded penalty that McCarthy talked about belonged to Mike Daniels the headbutt it's Travis Swanson that wiped out the game opening three and out and Matthew Stafford cashed it in 25 yard scoring strike to Marvin Jones he finished 26 of 33 for 361 and two scores
3: you know those guys outside were doing a great job of winning and I was just trying to get it to the open guy and All sorts of guys were winning, and uh, you know when we can spread people out and and use a bunch of weapons like we did tonight, we're uh, we're at our best. He can throw it.
2: No, yeah, then they can be a dynamic offense even without a running game. And you saw the Packers' defense, oftentimes on first down stops for losses. Yeah,
1: well, the first two defensive plays yeah. uh, were minus two, minus two on the ground. Yeah,
2: I mean, they were getting some good yeah. pressure on running plays. It was just once it got to third and long, all right, we're just not going to get off the field. It. Yeah, all right.
1: Brett Hundley's really best statistically among his now three games and two starts. But 26 for 38, 245 still wasn't nearly good enough. You know,
4: everybody wants to score five touchdowns. You don't have a perfect quarterback rating and uh, win, you know. This game was a step in the right direction. I think I did some good things, uh, obviously. Um, Wasn't enough of them, but, you know, like I said, I felt comfortable today. There was some good things done. And, you know, we just gotta, we just gotta make those big plays and keep it going from there. No explosion.
1: No. no explosion outside of that Cobb hit, which was his best throw since he started s- taking snaps. Nice throw. In traffic, on the run, got him open and up the field. And good so. to
2: see Randall Cobb make a big play, too. Yeah, but Have a nice were, play like that. But
1: that was it. I mean, Jordy averaged eight yards a catch. Adams about Wait, I seven. think
2: Hundley was like seven for 10 for 27 yards to start. I mean, yeah. completions were there, but it was dink, A lot dunk, of flair
1: stuff, a lot of wide stuff. Yeah. Again, they're playing sideline to sideline rather than getting production down the field. Well, the defensive performance even more distressing, 417. Allowed, yeah. mentioned, eight of thirteen for Detroit on third down. Almost thirty-seven possession minutes. Devon House says this has got to stop like right
4: now. And we just got to do better as a whole. We, I mean, we got to make more plays on the ball. We need to continue to get the, put the quarterback off the spot. Continue to stop the run. I mean, all, all of it, all of it. I mean, we talking about winning Super Bowls around here. If we keep playing like this, it's not going to be pretty. We got to, we got to turn the corner. We're four and four. Eight games left. We got to pull it together somehow, some way. Somehow,
1: some way. Got to get it together.
2: And when your defense is on the field for 37 minutes, it's just so many more opportunities for a breakdown, whether it's communications or coverage. There's just more opportunities to be exposed. They didn't even have a three and out,
1: obviously, without a punt. But I mean, that's... I think
2: the league average time of possession is like 33 minutes, and lines were four minutes better than that yeah. yesterday. Yeah, that's a not, lot of no time for an it. offense to have the Demarius
1: ball. Randle came up with the only turnover, that third-quarter fumble that no one saw, but uh, is he inching closer to pressing the panic button
4: We need to press the make a play button i mean uh just uh myself guys
1: i mean uh, we just need to step up and make plays period make the play button i like that can you find that at <laughs>
2: staples i'm not so sure uh anyway it'd be so much easier if this was just xbox i
1: agree yeah well the, the happiest <laughs> packer on the night was really an X packer ran into tj lang returning to lambo was it emotional Teach?
3: Pre-game was a little bit, you know, walking
4: around, looking at the stadium again. But, you know, once the ball was kicked off, once the game started, uh, you got to focus on your job. Obviously, uh, stayed out a while after the game talking to a lot of a lot of my former teammates. And good to see those guys. But um, big win for our football team. We came in
3: here to get back on the right track, and we were, we were able to accomplish it.
1: <sighs> well, Packer Train has jumped the track. Hasn't completely derailed, but yet, uh, still, Mike McCarthy's boys are 4-4 four and four now halfway through.
4: We have work to do, and, and that's the fact of the matter. We got get, we gotta do it fast, and that, that's our plan. Uh, we got relatively healthy coming out of the bye. You know, I, th- I thought we had a very good week of practice. Uh, we we did not play as well as as uh, Detroit tonight, and that's stating the obvious. So.
1: Obvious. Detroit. I love how Mike McCarthy Detroit. pronounces Detroit. Lions win it, thirty to seventeen. There's are next at Soldier Field. We are live from the Stadium View right here on home Way, and we welcome our listeners from Warsaw and Sheboygan. We are brought to you by Robinson's uh, Heating and Cooling, American Metal Roofs, Diamonds and Gold, Nicolet National Bank, and The View, always a great place to come for any type of sporting events.
2: Always great drink specials, happy hour, great food specials, always the place to be on game days, the entire game day weekend. Be here for Badgers games, Bucks games. This is the hangout, absolutely. All right, when we
1: come back. Jerry Evans, the former Saint, now Packer. rides on in for his first visit on the fifth quarter. Don't go well. We'll return right after this timeout.
0: We now return you to the fifth quarter. Live from the Stadium View Bar and Grill, here are Mark Daniels and Matt Zee
1: all right welcome Woo! back everybody Who oh, the lions the lions beat the pack 30 to 17 at lambo last night and we got to turn it around and get ready for the chicago bears coming up on sunday at soldier field maybe they get back on track Really impressed with this guy since he arrived in Green Bay back in April. He has been around uh, the block a few times in the NFL, 12-year veteran, six-time Pro Bowler, Super Bowl champion, and your right guard for the Green Bay Packers. Please welcome to the View into the fifth quarter, and to Green Bay for that matter, Therese Evans, ladies and gentlemen. Hey, Therese. Look at that. <laughs> Saddle up close to the mic. Thanks for go. coming out. Welcome aboard. Welcome to town. Hey, thanks for having me here. Uh, Tough night again. It's just, it's a process with a brand-new yeah, quarterback when you had the Hall of Fame quarterback. What's it been like for you guys to try and get some consistency with this offense?
4: Um, I think the, the biggest thing is just trying to get into a, uh, a rhythm. You know, I, I think we've we come out and started fast, and, um, you know, we just kind of didn't miss stream address on those second and third drives where they're just short drives. So I think it's just basically just get into a rhythm. And, uh, you know, get Brett comfortable with his down the field, Reese
1: Is he doing all of the things NFL starting quarterbacks need to do? Command the huddle, understand the plan, all those things. Just uh, Is there a take charge about him that you've noticed so far?
4: Yeah, he's doing a, he's doing a great job. He's doing everything you want the QB to do, you know. But, you know, um, <clears throat> as a young guy, you know, just his first, second time starting, you know, it's difficult. It's not easy. And... Uh, you know, and we're just rallying around them, trying to stay positive, trying to make sure that everybody's doing their job individually, so that when we put this thing together, we can come out with W. You've never really gone through anything like yeah, this. yeah, yeah, through forever. Right. Aaron, this year so far. Yeah, you know the, the thing. The thing about it is when when you're in the professional level, you know you got to be a pro. You got to prepare as a pro. You got to prepare, you know, individually and as a team, do what you have to do off the field to make sure that you're able to, to give your best during game day. So. Yeah, I mean, it's, it's, it's new territory for a lot of guys, you know. Also, the fans and, you know, the people of Green Bay, you know, they're used to top-tier QBs.
1: Yeah, and, you know, and playoff seasons and Super yeah. Bowl contention. And I'm sure that was one of the reasons when they called, hey, this sounds pretty good to me. A uh, big reason. A <laughs> big
4: reason.
1: <laughs> It ended the last couple of years with New Orleans. They, they let you go. You went out to Seattle, did work there. You went back to the Saints and started all 16 last year. And were you disappointed that they have said 30, you know, they started looking at, you know, the <laughs> birth date
4: yeah.
1: and said, maybe not.
4: You know, it's, it's, it's crazy. Uh, the NFL is is. You know, once you get up there in age, they just. It's a young man's game. It's, it's a young man's game. Bigger, faster, stronger, and younger every year. But, uh, you know, I had some good years in New Orleans. Um, I felt like I was still playing at an elite level. And um, the thing about this game is, you know, eventually we all got to get off this bus. <laughs> we want to we wanna ride it forever, but eventually, you know, everybody's stop comes. So, you know, I felt like I was still playing at an elite level. My body was feeling good. So as long as I, you know, can get up and, and get ready to go, you know, the right team called, you know, I would be there. And uh, that's what happened.
1: Well, you and Corey are the only survivors yeah. in what's been an incredibly turbulent year for the front five. Uh, what's it been like? I, I think the, starting, the preferred starting five, and, of course, Brian Balaga, if you haven't heard, ACL, probably done for the season after that injury yesterday. 57 snaps it's going to be for the season. With the guys that uh, everyone thought would be the starting five this year,
4: fifty-seven. That's not even one game. I know we've uh, we've definitely taken some big blows up front. Definitely, with Brian being out for the remainder of the season, is is definitely going to hurt us. And uh, you know, it's you know, but the thing that that, that uh, Coach Campin does well is a lot of guys get reps during the week. Um, you know, it, it sucks. You know, you put a lot of hard work in and preparing before the season. You know, people. You look at the games and everybody say, okay. You know, you're just watching the games once the season goes, but the preparation that goes in before the season, getting your body ready, training, you know, endurance and, and cardio and, and weight room training. And, you know, for guys to go down, it's heartbreaking because a, a lot, you know, everybody's hopes and aspirations is riding on the, the guys that, that come out there and perform every day. So, but it's going to be tough, but it's, it's a pros game. We're all pros here. We've all been playing football for a long time. And uh, we just got to keep working every day and get better every day.
1: Um. But there's something to be said for the continuity factor. You know, they say the best offensive lines are the ones that get snaps together, that practice a long time together, and and that's been next to impossible because yeah. I, you don't know. I mean, is it going to be Justin McCray when you go to practice tomorrow? Jason Spriggs is kind of getting back into the mix now. Uh, you know, yet you just don't know.
4: Yeah, and and that's why that's why I was trying to say early with uh, Coach Camp and he he does a good job rotating guys in. Um, you know, it's one thing he told me when I got here is. You know he's going to give my, make sure I get my reps during practice, but he's also going to you know cut some of my reps. So those reps I'm not taking. You know those younger guys are getting those reps at practice, and I mean the young guys have stepped up so far when guys have been absent. And you know it's their turn, it's their time—not turn, but their time—to show their ability and you know prove their worth and sh- and just dis- display their talent. So I think guys will be ready to go no matter who it is. Um, you know we're going to put the best player at the best position out there that to give us the best. You know consistency and best opportunity to to get the job done, but uh, you know the online line room is, is fun. The guys we come to work every day, we study hard, and we leave it all on the field.
2: All right, see, got them? Speaking of the O line room, when you guys go out to dinner, who picks up the tab?
4: <laughs> it's a circling tab.
2: Yeah, you know it's a circling yeah. tab. Yeah. What what is the average tab for you guys?
4: Uh, about six, seven hundred dollars. Oh, that's it. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Oh, okay. Right. I guess it, it depends on the place. I mean. They're not hitting us over the head in Green Bay, so. So you're
2: not, not like, chilling at Arby's when you guys get together, go out for a meal? No,
4: no, no. You know, I'm pretty sure when we go to a, uh, you know, a big-time restaurant, it'll be a little bit more than it has been.
2: So 11 seasons with the Saints. What was it like for you playing against the Saints this year? Was that just another game for you, or did that mean a little bit something more?
4: Uh, Initially, you know, I was treating it like another game, Um, you know, preparing to go against that defense who, who was very young. Uh, a lot of those guys only been there two, three years. You know, Kenny and, and Cam were just the long-term guys there. But at the end of the game, when I saw the guys on the offensive side of the ball, it was a little more emotional than I thought it would be. Um, definitely seeing guys, you know, you won Super Bowls with. And, and not just players, but equipment managers, you know, training staff, coaches. That's been a part of your life for you know, 11 years, you know, seeing those guys, it, it, it was awesome. It was good to see those guys.
2: You've gone up against a lot of defensive linemen, a lot of pass rushers over your career. Who's been the best that you've faced?
4: You know, it's, it's so many different um, type of pass rushers out there. You know, I, I played against, and I'm, I'm telling my years my in the league here, but I played against B.Y., Brian Young, and San Fran, mm. his last year. Wow. And he was one of the strongest guys I've ever played against, Ted Washington in Cleveland my rookie year. Big boy. <laughs> Not moving guys like that, you know. <laughs> and now, you know, since it's more of a passing league, you got the Gerald McCoys and, you know, the Seus who are who are big and strong, Haloli Nada, those type of guys. So, I mean, it, it all depends on the, the different type of guy. But as far as a pass rusher, I would say, you know, Gerald McCoy is, is pretty much as tough as they come. You know,
1: the massive Washingtons, the massive uh, Pat Williams yeah. of the day, those yeah. are being replaced by now, the quicker, more nimble Aaron Donald types. Passing game. Yeah.
4: But those guys, sometimes those guys don't hold up on double teams. But <laughs> that's why you got to, you know, you, you got to know the guy you're facing. But, uh, yeah, you're right. You know, the more we're passing, the more you're going to see those Smaller bodies, defensive ends, small packages, rushing the passer.
2: All right. Biggest You're... biggest trash talker oh. of a defender oh, that man. you've come across.
4: Man. Uh, I don't know. I keep trying to think. Did you play Charles Haley? No, I didn't play. Yeah. <laughs> didn't play against Charles Haley. Charles Haley was big. Yeah. Uh, John was... Randall was crazy. Yeah, I didn't play against Big, oh, big Randall. Right. Um, I can't think of too many. You know. Typically, is is some of the smaller guys. But, uh, when I are <laughs> like gnats because they you know, know the bigger so, guys yeah, will back yeah. them up. Right, right. Yeah. But earlier in my career, I had guys say things to me. But, you know, as the career gets older, it's like they don't want to wake up the, the giant. You know? <laughs> <laughs> but you know, we go back and forth. The unique thing about offensive line is you're going to get an opportunity to assert yourself every play. There's contact every play. So, typically, you know, one one of the guys gets the better at better of uh, the other, you know, either talking or during the game. Are, are you a talker? I am. Um, sometimes, you know, I, I have a history with some guys in the league, and, um, you know, I try not to get beat very often, but when they do, they act like they won the Super Bowl sometimes, and it kind of is like it's one play. The thing that irks me with defense alignment, by the way. <laughs> oh, let's hear it. Let's hear it. Here we it. go. Here oh, we go. All right. That only that, took us ten minutes to get This what we've been trying to get to. Get it going. Going. And, and, and I'm not, you know, it's – you get X amount of plays in the game, right? And you think about it. Defensive guys, you know, they make, and I'm not, you know, I'm not trying to bad talk defensive guys, but. <laughs> yeah, <really. laughs> but it's like, when you get that many opportunities, you're supposed to make a few plays in the game, right? You know, but then offensive linemen, we make one bad play and it's like, oh my goodness. this. It's the whole world is coming to an end off of on one play, but that's fifty plays in a game, and they're one play. So they're a hero in one play, and we're a zero in one play. So that's the, you know, it is it, not it's not an equal playing field all the time. Act
2: like you've like been Chuck there before. Yeah. 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 No, you are
1: probably the least respected position. Yeah. Position in the game because you're right. We don't notice you
4: yeah.
1: unless it's a hold. <laughs> or we don't notice you unless it's a stunt that goes awry and the quarterback is down.
4: Well, but Short yardage goal when, line, I think we get a yeah. I
1: think so. Pancake think so. blocks,
4: we see those yeah. as our highlights, yeah.
1: I'll tell you what, Hundley, two for two in
4: short yards yesterday. Uh, yeah, the coaches had a good game plan, and we were able to, uh, you know, at least win the line of scrimmage at, um, you know, those shorter, shorter ones. And we ran some plays that we haven't run before.
1: Yeah, but it was tough for the running game in general. It seemed like, uh, that, what, Aaron Jones 5 for 12, Ty 6 for 33, I think, in the in the second half as he came on a little bit. Line's good up front, and especially on the D-bridge. Yeah,
4: we, we wish we had a couple more opportunities to uh, run behind our pads. But, you know, I think the way the game was shaping up, you know, we were trying to get some points. Yeah. Um, so it just didn't work out in our favor. But, uh, you know, hopefully those opportunities to come.
1: All right, let's hope so. Drew Evans, our guest tonight. We're going to take a break, talk more about the Philadelphia native coming to Titletown by way of New Orleans when we return right after this timeout.
0: We now return you to the fifth quarter, live from the Stadium View Bar and Grill. Here are Mark Daniels and Matt Z. All
1: right, welcome back, everybody. Tari Evans, our guest tonight, live from the Stadium View after a tough loss by the Pack on Sunday. But there were some plays made, both good and bad, and we cover them all in the fifth quarter. Make it worth your while if uh, you come up with the right guess. Our Hot and Cold Play Contest brought to you by Robinson's Eating and Cooling. You guess the hot play of the day. Take home a prize tonight. You also get qualified for our grand prize at the end of the year. The indoor club seats and uh, the tailgate party from the Robinson boys. So let's line them up and see if we can't get a hot play winner from the Packers v. Lions last night at Lambeau. First
2: one up is Kerry. What's your guess? All right. Uh, fumble recovery. The fumble recovery by Demarius Randall that no one saw never. The one we did not see.
1: I tell you what, he's turned into a (laughs) takeaway machine for the pack. I'll give him that. Uh, he's playing pretty feisty football. Not it, sorry. No. (laughs) I love the team. You know what? But that's the second game this year the Packers have lost after winning the turnover ratio at Lambeau Field. You know how many times that happened in Mike McCarthy's first eleven years on the job? Once. Once. So that's twice in the last two and now three and 12-plus years. All right, looking for the hot play of the day. Dana, what's your guess?
0: Hunley's quarterback sneak for a touchdown?
1: I thought about that, but one-yard touchdowns are. Okay. <laughs> it was a score. <laughs> it was a score. I, all right, well, well, we're on the right
2: track. We're on the right track. <laughs> so it involves a score? It, yeah, it involves a involves score. Involves a score, oh, okay. Your,
1: just
2: what's your guess? Think about it. Randall Cobb's 46-yard.
1: I like that one, too. The really big explosive play, but no. No, 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 no. no, no. No. This is a play that you see very, very rarely, and the Packers pull it off expertly.
2: (laughs) So those just listening on radio, we have guests coming up to guess, and then when Mark gives a clue, they just go back to their seat. No, No, I don't know. You know 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 what I'm talking about? That's not what I was thinking. Don't don't say anything. No, I'm out.
1: Don't say anything, (laughs) John. All right. What's your guess? They practice it almost every day in training camp.
0: Was it the field goal kick?
1: You know what? The hot play was that hot-footed kick to close out the first half. They didn't have a timeout. There were 18 seconds left to go. (laughs) Brett Hundley threw over the middle to Devontae Adams for some reason, kept fighting for yards and tick, 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 tick. The clock's running down before he went down at the 17. And before he hit the ground, the field goal team poured off the sideline and somehow connected on the 35-yarder for their
3: first points of the night. Mason Crosby on a successful Chinese fire drill. We took off on the field, I think, in about 11, 10 seconds. And then, uh, yeah, it was... uh, I know I was just kind of eyeballing it. I wasn't even able to get my steps, and uh, you know, luckily, you know, Justin and I were on the same page. He had the spot where I kind of thought it was going to be, and then we, uh, yeah, just uh, we were able to execute. I mean, the moving parts in that are you know crazy. So uh, the fact that everybody got there, got set, and we were able to get points was uh, was huge. That was huge.
1: Uh, he thought it was 11. Se- I thought there were like six seconds left. And to tell you the truth, should a guy's been flagged for having too many men on the field, like? Eighteen was, or nineteen.
4: I think it was like nine seconds Be, left but. before Adams got to the ground. That <laughs> yeah. field goal
1: team was already running on. I thought, what are you? They'll never make it. But they made it. That's not easy to do.
4: No, it's not. um You know, guys have poise. I mean, I think we. Th- those are one of the. We had some positives to come away from that game. You know that that. You know, before the half drive and a couple two minute drives. You know, a couple no huddle drives. You know, those are some good positives to come out of the game, but. We got that executed. You very rarely get to, you know, attempt that during a regular game other than practice, but, you know, it went pretty smoothly. Yeah, it did. So who's
1: our hot play winner? Lonnie. Lonnie, congratulations. You're in. We're going to do the cold play a little bit later on. Jerry Evans, our guest tonight, a long-time veteran, well-decorated player with the Saints and now with the Packers. How long do you want to keep going? You know, everyone thought, oh, man, Jari's here perfect stopgap until you know with tj going to detroit and uh you know but i don't think you're thinking about it as a stopgap you want to keep playing don't you
4: uh yeah you know i'm here on a one-year deal you know we have um you know this next game divisional game i'm i'm really just taking it week by week um you know trying to play my best every week so you know we'll see we'll cross that bridge at the end of the season philadelphia native yeah all right yeah philly
1: south philly tough neighborhood
4: (laughs) is it yeah is it as tough as everybody thinks i grew up in nice town my dad's from south philly but i I grew up in nice town um yeah i mean philly's a big city it's it's a got a sister lives in philly it's a tough city the thing that 52nd street maybe yeah that's west philly area it's the thing that impresses me so much about philly is is um we have about six major universities and they get a lot of people, especially Temple, they get a lot of students to come in there and, and live right in the heart of North Philly. I always thought that that was very impressive to get kids to come and live in the heart of North Philly, a big city, where it's not really the safest. But, uh, but yeah, Philly's my hometown. Um, you know, a little bit closer to home. Yeah, <laughs> I guess. And Bloomsburg? Bloomsburg, yeah. College? Yep, BU. All right. Huskies. It, is it? D, D2. D2. So uh, how'd you end up there? Uh, I didn't play my senior year of high school because I broke my leg. So I was out um, of commission for about nine months. And, Amazing uh, how
1: fast you can fall off the, the <laughs> radar, isn't it? Yeah,
4: it's a lot, a lot of my D1 recruits backed out. Um, I had a couple of scholarships, but uh, I chose to go D2. They were just coming off national championship birth. They had, you know, my major that I wanted to take and you know, they gave me some scholarship money, so it was, uh, it was a good fit for me.
1: And did you ever think you would maybe not get noticed or found, but NFL scouting's systems as they are will find anybody who can play I think
4: yeah at, you know it's there I think they're doing a lot more than they have in the past but if you're good they'll find you and uh when Blooms when I first was going to Bloomsburg they were just coming off national championship berth and the running back you know he got picked up by the Rams so I knew that the school was on the radar um, John Devlin, he was a, a long-time uh, coach in the NFL. He was a defensive coordinator okay. there for a long time. His son coaches in the league now. So the school was definitely on the radar. The coaches, you know, they had some connections. So I just knew if I just went went there, played hard, you know, I'd have a shot.
1: So you really had aspirations of – getting to the next level. Oh,
4: yeah. It wasn't by mistake. Yeah. No, I (laughs) went He had the body type. Let's just put it that way. That's what they say. You look past the eye test, (laughs) right? Yeah, really.
2: So you're a Philly guy. You're a part owner of the Philadelphia Soul, the Arena League team. I mean, that's got to be really, really cool for you.
4: Yeah, it's fun. Uh, Last year was my second season being a part of the Philadelphia Soul. The guys are great. Our ownership group is awesome. You know, um, Marcus Colston, he's the one that you know, I told him if there's opportunity, you know, let me know. So he's a longtime friend with the Saints, and the opportunity presented itself. And, you know, being a hometown guy from Philly, with that opportunity, you know, I felt like it was a, it was a good fit for me. The guys are great. Learned a lot from our business owners as far as off-the-field stuff, so it was good. Is Jaworski still involved? Yes. All right. Jaws is still there. Bon Jovi's still involved? No. He... No. My, no the, two of the original three owners are still involved.
2: Okay. Yeah.
4: All right. So what's your favorite part about being an owner? Back-to-back championships. <laughs> <laughs> but uh, Yeah, really. <laughs> it's, it's fun during the offseason. You know, my foundation, We take I take kids to every home game with my foundation. Nice. Um, you know, spend time in the community like I've always always done. And it, it's just good to, to be a part of football back there in the city. It's a big sports town. And the fact that they win, you know, they win games. And it's just fun. And, and learning from the business owners. That, you know, partners and just watching, you know, just trying to do more things off the field, I should I should say.
2: Tell us a little bit more about your foundation, the j e seventy three Foundation, right?
4: Yes, Jari e. Evans Foundation. Um, my, me and my sister, we started about about ten, eleven years ago. Uh, we're we're big in the community with uh, Philadelphia in the school district. Um I do a free camp. I uh, have scholarships that I write for uh, incoming freshmen, you know with a B average. Um partnered up with CHOP Children Hospital of Philadelphia and, and the Daniel Rump Foundation to uh, you know to, to get <clears throat> AEDs in all the Philadelphia public schools and we uh, we did that this past year, so that was you know a big uh, accomplishment for us. You know, we just do a lot of communities, you coat drives, just 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 helping out the community, you know, where I'm from, the city of Philadelphia. I mean in New Orleans I've done as much as build houses to right go to schools, talk to kids, and, um, you know, just just a lot of different things. Just, you know, donating my time, service.
1: Why do you think that that kind of work gets so overlooked and so <clears throat> seldom discussed when it comes to the players and their connection to communities?
4: Um, uh, I think... It's not that you're out there for the
1: headlines, certainly, or the publicity, but nonetheless, you know, there's more discussion about who's kneeling, who's standing, who's raising a fist, uh, who's, you know, who gets a
4: DUI. Yeah, negativity sells, obviously. We we know that negativity sells. Yeah, Yeah, I suppose. But. The, the reason why I do it, and I think a lot of guys do it, is because we're from these areas, we're from these neighborhoods, we know how tough it was to grow up in these neighborhoods, and uh, to just be able to to reach out and, and, and to reach these, these children, you know, I have, you know, I, my high school now has two Super Bowl champions, me and, and you know, a young kid that played for the Broncos. You know, so he's come through my camp, and now he's in the NFL. So to see, so to see a mm-hmm. kid go to my camp, pre-football wow. camp, and now he's the NFL and the Super Bowl champion, that's, that's huge. You know you, don't get, you know, you don't get that gratification all the time, and, and that's huge. And I see I have an old line camp that I do with my old line coach, and these kids are, you know, just straight high school offensive line camp. And I go, and I teach them techniques, and Coach Camp came with me this year. And some of these kids, you know, they've been coming to my camp for the last 10, 11, 10, 11 years. They're playing D1, D1 football at offensive line. Some of them are in the league now, you know. So it's it's great to, to see that, that you can make a difference. And, you know, if it's just one 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 child that you can make a difference and help his family, it's awesome.
1: Well said. Jerry Evans, our guest, and we're going to take a break. When we come back, we'll turn our attention to the Bears. It's going to be a test on Sunday in Chicago. Don't go away. More with Jerry Evans on the fifth quarter right after this timeout.
0: We now return you to the fifth quarter, live from the Stadium View Bar and Grill. Here are Mark Daniels and Matt Z. Ouch. Welcome
1: back everybody. Jerry Evans, our guest tonight. Hey, we've had a hot play winner. Let's get to the cold play. Same rules. Guess the cold play of the day and you'll take home the prize tonight and get qualified for a grand prize drawing coming up in two months. All right. Gee, familiar list of characters here for the cold play. Let's try and see if we can find a winner.
2: All right. What's your guess?
1: Uh, Daniel's
4: headbutt. Penalty.
1: Well done right off the bat. Booyah. Play came this was a real game changer I thought in my opinion. All right the botched field goal we were laughing with the jury about yeah they can do the run on fine but the you know everything set uh didn't happen early uh on the game's opening drive but the Packers are going to get the ball right back with a terrific three and out got a third and 14 stop but then Mike Daniels got flagged for us Mike McCarthy said a boneheaded penalty headbutt. Uh, And the Lions marched on for their first touchdown and never looked back.
4: Daniels knew it was a game
1: changer.
4: Oh, absolutely. Absolutely. Um, Our guys came out. They showed up. No, we were stopping them. I mean, that penalty really set us back. So, you know, I got to take that upon myself. And I owe it to this organization and the Packer fans to do better.
1: Yeah. Gotta be better. Gotta be smarter. Not the first time from Mike. Uh he had that thing in Seattle. Remember that hit out of bounds early in that game.
4: He and runs he, hot. He, he runs, runs
1: hot and he was talking hot last week. We gotta be more vicious. Yeah. Hey, they took out a couple of our key players in the division. Time for some retaliation.
2: He's not good. Who's our winner? Uh Carrie. You yeah. love yeah. you jump, love Gary. you love that fire from Mike Daniels, though. I mean that's what he's known for. Yeah, it's you just yeah. you gotta contain. That's all,
4: and you go against him every day. Yeah, Mike. He's, he's he's not intense. easy out. Yeah, he's he's intense in practice too. <laughs> he's, <laughs> he's very, I tell Mike like, hey, Mike, uh, I, I'm trying to get the game day, brother. Just uh, shut <laughs> out a little bit for your boy. <laughs> same
2: <laughs> team,
1: same team. Yeah. Man. Don't get it. Hey, come on, I'm 34. <laughs> leave me alone. All right, news. Mike McCarthy's press conference is 5:30 tonight. I, w- I would have loved to got over there, but uh, the news not good. Brian Malaga confirmed ACL yeah. done for the year. That's tough. Blow yeah, it Brian. is tough. The guy you played next to.
4: Yeah, he's he's helped me out a lot so far this year. Uh, just getting acclimated to the offense, the calls. Him and Corey have been great, you know, up front with me. Um, just just lightening my thinking load a lot. So you know, we're, we're really gonna miss Brian.
1: And now you're gonna have to help Justin McCray.
4: Yeah, yeah, we're, we're, all, uh, we're all helping each other. I, no I, I mean, Ju- Justin's filled in at a lot of positions so far, so. He's
1: played everything but center, I think. Yeah. Just about. Yeah. And, right. and your spot, you yeah. haven't missed a snap yet, have you?
4: Well, I, I plan on staying at the guard position. I told Coach, uh, that's all I know, so. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, that's all I <laughs> All right, you know, so he can't be we'll me out, out on the edge <laughs> at this point in my career. All right, and uh, Morgan Burnett,
1: uh, just back from the hamstring. He suffered in Dallas, groin injury against the Lions not going to play Sunday against the Bears so the secondary takes another that's been it. the O line the secondary have just been a mess all season
2: long yeah. it really has just a couple of minutes left what is your first football memory
4: ooh uh, I would say um, I have a my mom has a picture actually of me as a, as a child with uh, equipment on and a football in my hand um, you know but I don't remember that memory but it's, it's a neat picture but i didn't play contact football till high school so i would say you know going to high school and the first day of school just going straight to the coach's office like when to sign up where'd i really need to be All yeah right. so that that's really you know my first kind of getting started in my career memory right there who was your favorite athlete growing up growing up i was a huge eagles fan sixers fan um you know, uh I would say like John Ryan, William Thomas, wow, John Ricky, Ricky Water, Cecil Martin, yeah. Wow. So watching those guys growing up, I would say, pretty much.
2: What's the number one food item that has to be on the Evans table for Thanksgiving?
4: Mac and cheese. That a boy. Yeah. Really? Uh, yeah. Mac and cheese. Sometimes maybe some lasagna or something. I like the
1: pack and cheese they serve up over at Lambeau. Probably you got, I've never had it. No, oh, you got to. I've
4: never had it. Pack Ooh, and I had them in the press
1: box last night. It was it. awesome. Well, I'm, you're no stranger to cuisine, coming from New Orleans. Yeah,
4: yeah. Uh, I'm, I'm, my New daughter went to school down
1: there. I miss
2: I missed the fair now.
4: That's some great food down there in New Orleans.
2: Yeah, that is for sure. How many sauce tur? Sauce. How many turkeys do you go through on Thanksgiving?
4: <laughs> I don't eat that much. Um, <laughs> I'm, j- I'm talking the
2: whole family, the whole
4: crew. Oh, uh, well, you know, um, we typically, you know, growing up, we always had Thanksgiving in my mom's house. I had three older sisters, so everybody cooks, and and um, I have six nephews, two nieces, so we have a pretty big family. It's normally about fifteen, twenty of us, but we've always had a pretty neat spread going on, but um. But yeah, you know, I, you know, you just you just fill your plate up, you relax a little bit, and go fill it up some more. But I'm really a mac and cheese, potato, yeah. you know, uh, you know, potato salad, sweet potato. Uh, nice. You said lasagna like too, yeah. yeah. Lasagna. You're so, a carb guy. i just not convention conventional. Just turkey. You know, <laughs> know what I mean? So well, it's the season. We're all going to. the fried up turkey in is very very good. Mm-hmm. All right,
1: quick look at the Bears team. You handled. You, yeah. you got all over Mike Lennon. in fact, sent him to the bench. You got Mitch Trubisky quarterbacking now, but their defense has been impressive, uh, and they held the Saints in check pretty much their last time out. They're coming off the bye. Big test for you guys to kind of bounce back, get this thing righted again.
4: Yeah, they're going to be rested. and We're coming off a little short week, a couple hours short. But, um, you know, we played them early in the year, so we'll be able to draw back on that film and and uh, see how we're going to handle that front again. But, uh, you know, we, we just got to go out there and execute. Um, we, we got to convert on third down to keep the chains moving to give us the opportunity to have, you know, that big play opportunity or just to make plays. You know, we just gotta think about one play at a time, but converting on third down when we have those opportunities to, to just pile up plays. Dauber's down among fandom here in Packer
1: Nation at four and four at the halfway point. Uh, you guys realize there's this a long way to go. It's a long season. It's a long it's season. It's a long
4: season. And, you know, we, we just gotta take care of our division. And luckily for us, we have a divisional opponent coming up this week. Good so way to get well, Fair we Week.
1: W. It's a great rivalry, no question about it. Jaree, thanks for coming over. Yeah, thanks uh, for having really me. I really appreciate it. I oh, know you got a signing to go yeah. to tonight, do some more autographing uh, to Kira. To, nice to bring her along as well. Yeah. Uh, stay healthy. Best Thank of you. luck. And I uh, hope we can do it again. Thanks for having Thierry me. Teree Evans, ladies and gentlemen, we're going to take a timeout, wrap things up right after this break.
0: We now return you to the fifth quarter, live from the Stadium View Bar and Grill. Here are Mark Daniels and Matt Z. All
1: right, we've got to cut out quick. Hey, guests of the fifth quarter, we see if guests are good... Gift certificate from Diamonds and Gold. I forgot to give this. I'll give it to Jari tomorrow, and it's going to go straight to Kira anyway. And when the pack's away, you get to play at the Packer Pro Shop from our friends at Robinsons. Who's going shopping? Philip Guthrie. Philip is the winner tonight. Next Monday night, we're back right. at it. Packers Bears on Sunday, fifth quarter Monday from Nancy and Mark Daniels. Thanks for Thanks coming out. See you everybody.